Welcome to Geeks of North, your hobby and gaming podcast with Bill Purveyance. We're back from the dead, baby. And this week I'm here with Steve, and he's going to talk about his venture into competitive 40k. And I'm going to wonder where it all went wrong in my life. So sit back, relax, grab a paintbrush, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Geeks of the North, your hobby and gaming podcast on the Bill Provence. I'm your host, Paul Filio, here for the first time in almost three years with my co-host, Steve Gagne, also known as B-Steve. Hello, Paul. It's been yeah, a while, right? It has been a while. It's been too long. I wonder if the voice will go through with all the dust on the microphone. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I removed the dust before recording, Paul. Yeah, I gave the microphone a good lick, so I uh, should clean it up. Yeah, you know, you know actually, I was thinking, um, you know, going by B. Steve on the podcast, we have to stop that uh, once Mr. Musk gets uh, Twitter all bought. What? Who knows? Maybe Twitter, maybe the Twitters won't exist anymore. Well, it's the same end all on Instagram, so. Oh, oh, I didn't realize you were one of those uh, multi-platform uh, social media types. Exactly. So you can follow me on Instagram for pictures of models and mostly food. <laughs> well, like everyone, isn't that what Instagram's for? Pictures of your dinner? Yeah. Anyway, no one cares about that. Uh, we should get back on topic uh, because we ramble. That's what we do. And uh, yeah, so uh, we've talked about coming back and doing a show off and on for the last however long the pandemic's been. And uh, we never really get around to it. Uh, Steve's been nagging me nonstop for a couple weeks now, so I caved. And here we are. I'm not sure who will hear this, you know, aside from our few friends who <laughs> may be curious to see what we're going to talk about. But, uh, you know, we'll, well see what we get. And Andrew as well in Ottawa. That's true. <laughs> uh, but doesn't that mean I have to, like, put a mandatory make fun of Yom comment somewhere in the show? We'll see. I'm, I'm sure, like, it's like... Um... Uh, It'll come back to me, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like a bicycle, like, like exactly. riding a bike. You never lose it, right? Yep. Yep. Making fun of you almost like riding a bicycle. <laughs> I should have a t-shirt that made for that next con. Uh, that could be arranged, Paul. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. I'm in. All right. Yeah, so uh, so let's... Uh, okay, so we're going to do a little, little hobby talk. Then we'll do a little... Uh, Recap of what we've been up to since the pandemic started and how our gaming has been going. And then we'll uh, slide into Steve's uh, current obsession with dun, 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 40K. Warhammer 40k. The uh, most balanced and um, best rule set ever. Indeed, right? <laughs> All Steve fair and balanced. <laughs> Steve paid me to say that, yeah. Um, all right, hobby time. Uh, since I'm hosting, I'm going to go first. Because sure. if you don't let me, I won't edit the show. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you, ju you can just cut my part anyway, so <laughs> might as well leave you talk, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah, that's the spirit, Steve. I'm glad you remember how this works. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing... I mean, it's been years, so I'm not going to go back over three years worth of hobby, because that, that'd be silly. Has it been three years? Fun. Yeah. Uh, pandemic was 2020. Last time we recorded was December 2019. So not quite three years. Like two two years and a bit. And is, um, it, is it why we don't have Yom on the podcast tonight, just so we don't have to suffer the three years of painting he did? Um, sure, we can go with that. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding, uh, Yom. Yeah, 
mostly. <laughs> the um, yeah, we've had a few a few different love affairs over the last couple of years. Um, I don't know what the rest of the world's been like, uh, pandemic wise. Here it's been, you know, lockdowns in the winter, uh, run amok during the summer. So we've you know explored other games. Um, people, some people have gone back to 40k like Steve. Uh, you know, once Guild Ball died, Steve was left uh, alone and cold, and he had to find something to play competitively. So Again? 40k is his game of choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've tried a bunch of different games. We had a big Bushido craze last summer, um, and I got a bunch of those models on my painting table. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Oh, we did some Marina Rex painting. Um, looking around, I, I you know. I painted some more Judgment models I had. I've got a lot of indie games on the table. I've been doing a lot of 3D printing of terrain. I've got, like, city tables painted for, like, um, MCP, which I don't play, or, like, Batman, which I, in theory, do play, but I've never played, or Pulp City. Uh, We've been doing painting of uh, Wild West figures for Dracula's America. Uh, Antoine's been doing some fantastic terrain. And if people... Can't even talk. If people haven't been following Antoine on Facebook, uh, you should, because you can see some amazing pictures he's done of these phenomenally painted 3D prints of mine. <laughs> he uh, He's amazing. Like, the amount of effort he puts into those to make them look so good, it is crazy. Yeah, the building for Dracula's America is are oh, really so, awesome. I mean, the prints are not super detailed, so I was not expecting... Um, what I got when I saw the pictures, he's he's weathered them so well. He the wood looks like it's sun bleached, like it's it's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and because of the pandemic, we haven't had much in the way of events. So I actually ran a bunch of little events in my backyard last summer. Uh, we affectionately call them PaulCon. Uh, I'm actually going to be doing one in a couple weeks. Here we're going to play some Arena Rex because it's uh something easy to to kind of slide into the gaming summer with, because it's it's very beer and pretzely low impact. Uh, it only needs a few models. We all have a ton of stuff. So I've uh, I've been printing and painting three different arenas um, for us to play in. And that's going pretty well. Aside from that, Steve keeps trying to tease me into 40k, so lately I've, I've been painting 40k stuff. Um, I've painted some Custodes, which he's actually using a couple of my dreads to reinforce his army. Um, but I've got a you know a bunch of other stuff on my table right now for Custodes. I've got some sister stuff on my table. And, and the night book you just got this weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Imperial Knights will be coming out. I've actually got one of their bases on my table right now. Oh, that's nice. Um, well, you know, the Knights... Um, I've got four painted, and I've had them almost paint, well, almost completely painted for years. And most people would probably say they are completely painted. It's just it's just some detailing that's missing, and I want to put the decals on that I've been leaving in a you know a cupboard drawer for for forever. Um, At least you a, still have them, so that's pretty good. That's more yeah. than my chaos around my multiple place I paint. I think i still have mine but i'm not sure yeah um and i've been 3d printing like a madman for terrain and even miniatures for my custodes i've got a bunch of proxies i printed for for just stuff to try um i've got official models too but there's some things like 
you know, I don't mind spending the money on the big models, but the price, like, custody, like, five-man squads cost in real-life money, it's, I suppose all that fake-life money. I don't even know why I said that. Um, <laughs> We're not in meta yet, Paul, so it's yeah, still real yeah. life. <laughs> I'm living in the metaverse, Steve. <laughs> exactly. Um, so at the cost of, like, those five-model squads, for just fun, casual games with you, because I'm not going to be a competitive player, just 3D print models. I've got a, a print farm in my house, so print an army a day, keep the doctor away or something. <laughs> or give me lung cancer, one of the two. Or yeah. print, printing a table a week. <laughs> yeah, well, for Arena Rex, there was a lot of printing going on. And also, I printed all that WTC terrain for you for 40k, so that's good. Yeah, that, that took uh, almost two that weeks. Took quite a, that took quite a bit <laughs> of time, yeah, with, the, with all the printers going. Um... Yeah. So, all I'd say, hobby's been busy. Uh, you know, even if we couldn't play, I was I was cutting, you know, going churning through my backlog. Uh, it doesn't look like I made much of a dent, but I actually got quite a bit painted over the last couple of years, and hopefully, I can keep that momentum up and you know, actually not fall farther and farther behind. What yeah. uh, What about you, Steve? I you know. Well, you, I had to. Big... You were never the super like enthusiast painter. No, but like I did have a a lot of uh, Gilball team completed and painted because I uh, I was playing them in tournaments and even for at the end like uh, the scene was a bit uh, slow, but I was still painting my models and everything before the game died. Right. So but, I, after but the there's game, there's a difference, died, right? Because Guildball... You know, if you painted your whole team, you painted 12 models. Yeah. So I mean, 12 models is not a 40k army. Well, unless you're playing Custodes or something. Well, But, but still, generally speaking... I, like, since it was low model count, I I did put more effort than I did in my, like, fantasy armies in the days or in 40k armies. Oh, sure, sure. There was more it, details, right? Yeah. So, so I, I get that. Took a bit more time on them. But after the game died because of the community, as they say, <laughs> oh, I I yeah. was I went and it was during lockdown, so like my gaming and painting mojo was way down. So I didn't paint much for for two years. Actually, I only started the back when Ninth Edition came around. I started playing back 40k, but I didn't paint, and until the last. Three months, I didn't have an army painted for 40k, even though I was playing in tournaments, borrowing painted army from friends. And now I have two completed 2,000 points army. So, like in three months, like uh, 2023 was really my comeback to the hobby, I guess, because. And also, I had. We we had the. the, the, 2023, the future? Oh, 22, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you're living in the future, Steve. No wonder you paint so fast. Exactly. You're um, living in the metaverse, and I'm living in the future. That's... Wow. Exactly. We're, we're we're doing well here, Steve. So far, so good. And I, I swear even... to God, folks, only one of us is drunk. I, I didn't even take liquid English. That's what I was going to say. So I never said it was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. And so I've been back, and actually... Uh, with you guys on Discord, like evening painting session and everything, it it was really good and nice motivation as well. So, yeah, we uh, did a lot of that during the pandemic. We did almost every evening uh, painting hangouts on Discord. Yeah, I jumped uh, like 
rarely just to chat because like we couldn't see each other so uh, i needed to keep in touch a bit and things like that but since i've been starting to paint again well a lot of the evening i'm the first one there actually so yeah you're painting a lot more than i am right now well i'm playing in too many tournaments and i keep changing my list so i need to adjust and paint more stuff and but like i'm painting a lot but like just quote unquote battle ready it's 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 a bit more than battle ready because it it, it does look nice for battle so, ready but so yes. what does battle ready mean sorry well technically battle ready is no gray plastic so if you follow the exact uh, rules that they say in their tournament it's three basic colors so like a main color like gun uh, a different color and probably like some lining stripes or anything like on shoulder pads for a marine and then you're you're done you're technically battle ready i think base needs to be a a color and that's it like not non-black so the, the three color minimum yeah exactly as we used to call it back in the day yeah. Back in my day. When I was a kid. <laughs> so, yeah. But they're a bit more than battle ready because, uh, like, there's a bit of Zenithal and, uh, on the Custodes and also the, um, the, there's shading. And, but I want to put, push it more, like, with all the clothes and everything, like, put some, uh, highlights and even on the weapon, put a bit, like, of, uh, uh, wear and tear on the the tips of the gun. Try to push a bit on the uh, maybe some OSL on the bigger models and well, you know, like details. So yeah, and, weathering. Uh, yeah, and at one point I'll be doing that because I'm gonna run out of models to paint and need to stick with my army. So well, unless you change armies again. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna. Well, we never know. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, really? Wait, Steve. <laughs> wait, wait. Isn't there a, a points balance thing happening in a couple weeks? Uh, yeah, I think some... Technically, I think it's July, uh, June for the balance point, for the point update. And either end of June or deber uh, beginning of um, July for the new missions and everything. So, Well, I, I don't think like it's going to affect my army that much because the because I'm playing Custodes right now because guards, even though I love them and they're my first army and everything but like, yeah, they're there's a point to have where fun stops and like despair kicks in and I need to be realistic like I, even though I, like, I know all, how to play the game and everything you cannot make any mistake with the guards and try to recuperate from that so right. yeah, I think they have um, a lot of different armies have their number, so to speak. Yeah. So, and they don't have a new codex, and I, I think if you were playing more casually, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, well, if I play against you, like, I would take my guards, probably, because it's going to be just... Well, because I'm game. not worth playing a good army against. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Well, it's not but, that, because it's just because... We're gonna have a game because I feel like custodies like could easily, more easily control and win. So, mm -hmm. 
who knows? Maybe uh, it's going to be like uh, 40K is going to be Gilball all over again. Like, <laughs> I won't be able to. I, I'll win like events and shit like that. Oh, stuff like that. Sorry. You know, I don't remember about language. But I won't be able to beat you. <laughs> so who knows, right? Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, especially at the rate I'm going, we're never going to play. So it doesn't matter. I think you still owe a game against Yom, right? For since the beginning, uh, before pandemic, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. So I owe several several games against Yom. I yeah, think exactly. So I have to wait in line. But I'll get there. I um, I mean, in theory, I have all kinds of painted 40k armies. They're just not legal anymore. Well, you just need to rebase your sisters, and that's it. You have a legal army. Um. Yeah, that's true, and I got those adapters printed. The sisters are, are pretty legal. The marines, in theory, are legal, but the only stuff I've painted is all my old um, non-primaris stuff. So I don't know how well that would do. Well, against the guard, it would fare well. Against the custody, a bit less. <laughs> well. Yeah, well, we'd, we'd have to... I'd, I'd have to do something. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what else do I have painted. But you have your knights. It. Oh yes, the knights. Yes. Um. Oh, and gray knights as well, right? Oh, right. Forgot about gray. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about them too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a metal army, so if you lose and you're pissed at me, so you can just I, I can just throw. throw That's the other thing. My models are all old, right? Like, there's some armies I don't have a lot of the new stuff. I have a, a fair bit of like recent stuff for marines. But those kits are so so complicated now, right? Like, you know, if you want to put together a 10-man tactical squad back in the day, you, you spent an hour, you put together 10 dudes, and you played. Um, you ain't doing that with current model kits from GW. They're gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but they're very complex. There's a lot of pieces, but what I find compared to the old days, and it's... Well, that was bad. Um, it's... They're more monopause. Like, yeah. you have five That's, models, that. it's five different uh, paws, but you have to, like, put the correct pieces together to get that model. Like, there's less, like, there's less flexibility in assembling the model. Yeah, and it, it sucks if you have, um, and you probably will for most armies, uh, multiple squads of the, like, the same type of squad, because then, you know, your squads basically look alike because there's no other way to assemble those guys. Exactly. So, But they they have more details and everything that than the old kits. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not arguing anything. I'm, I'm not arguing anything. Yeah, no, I know. Um, yeah, the detail levels are, are obviously much better on current kits than back in the day. That, that goes without saying. Um, but it's unfortunate that there's just... A lack of variety, right? Yeah, exactly. Because and and, and need... customizing the miniatures is harder because of the way they're they're put together. Yeah, you you need more uh, cutting and green stuffing, like if you want to repose the models. Because yeah, and there's there only so much to... I can get Antoine to re green stuff my stuff. <laughs> because you need to make the model hold the gun in that way. So like that, that's that's a bit of the the problem. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, times they are changing. <laughs> I think the days of, of 
custom armies, like um, custom converted armies, is is on the the decline, right? Well, uh, especially now with like all the the three D printing problems for official events and stuff. Yeah, because people some events won't even allow like shoulder three D printed shoulder pads. So. Yeah, components and stuff. Yeah. And I think if you're going to convert an army nowadays, doing it from a 3D printed base is probably your best bet. Oh, for Just customization because, and everything, yeah, that's going to be the you know, easier. Cutting up, cutting up a 3D print is one thing. Cutting up uh, a GW multi-part plastic kit now is, is not as easy. I'm not saying it's impossible, of course, but... It's, it's more time-consuming. Yeah. I would think, anyway. I'm no way. Uh, yeah, sorry, Steve, I sidetracked everything. That's okay. That's what we do, right? We sidetrack. Yeah. Yeah. So what were we discussing? We were talking about uh, your hobby and stuff and yeah, how uh, you ended up in 40k. So so now you're painting what exactly? You painted your guard, yeah. which was a, a tank company. Yeah, mostly uh, around 10, 10-ish Lehman Russ, something like that. In yeah, and, uh, about 30 infantry or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Was that right? Oh, a good old uh, metal ca- uh, car skin. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very and much, Paul. The well, that that took you three, four weeks to paint everything. I think. Uh, yeah, around you, that. You, you painted it quite quite quickly, um, and it looks good. There was a few 3D printed uh, turrets in there for your and Russes, but uh, yeah, it's else was, uh, everything. The archive looks... of GW kits you had. Yeah, exactly. It, it's all the. Old Lehman Russ and everything with the sponson that you cannot switch the weapon just by snapping them. It's the old thing. But they, they look good. But like I said before, they're not pushed. So there's no weathering. There's no scratch on the paint. And there's no like... They're fresh out of the paint station. Like the tanks. No, they're fresh out of the factory. Exactly. They've never seen a battle before. <laughs> like They're brand new. And they were brought to the table, to the battlefield, on um, a transport with cover <laughs> sheet or something like that because there's no dust on that. Yeah, so, so before the guys have to fight, they have to pull those white stickers that they uh, use to ship new cars. They have to pull white <laughs> stickers off the tanks so that they're ready to fight. Exactly. So that's my... Imperial Guard Army, <laughs> um, and, and then uh, and then recently you started you started your second army, yeah. which are the Custodes, which happened like actually it happened at the last team event because I was having fun with the, the rest of the team and everything, but like clearly I wasn't winning anything, so um, uh, I called you. And check with Dom, who uh, who's our team captain and everything, and try to gather what could I have for an army in the the span of a month, because the next event was the uh, team event for um, ca- uh, a Canhammer team uh, tournament in Ottawa, right. which, which right. was a month after that. So again, <laughs> I was able by some miracle to to have an army. Paul painted two of the dread. Uh, actually, he started the night we the when I called you like the afternoon. I think you were already on the assembly, like something like that. I was, no, I was cleaning all the parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I I'd previously um, purchased a bunch of custodies, uh, Forge World stuff because it looked cool, but I 
had never done anything with it. I just bought the kits because I wanted them. So I had uh, one of each of the Dreadnoughts, the, the Telamon and the, the two others. Um, yeah, so I printed the two, uh, was it the Galatis that they're yeah. called? And what's, what's the other the, one? Galatis and Achilles. Achilles. Or Achilles or Achilles, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I uh, yeah assembled and painted those for you. Uh, and you did the rest of the army for that first event. Yeah. I, so you did all the infantry and the uh, the grav tanks and stuff. And I think there was also um, there were two a captain on uh, on bike or something. Yeah, captain of bike, two tanks, a uh, dozen of infantry models, uh, Trajan, and another captain uh, in Terminator armor. So I crushed that in like yeah in in about a month so from nothing yeah. to an army. So it's it's doable, guys. Don't don't despair. Yeah, uh. it's uh, it's not necessarily a fun way to paint. In the sense that it's, uh, you know, breakneck speed. But when you're driven and you have a, an event to play, like, I, I get it. We've and an airbrush. There. Right. I mean, airbrush only gets you so far. Yeah, but it um, saves in you. In most cases. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't it certainly makes it. vehicles easier. Well, not just vehicle. The infantry as well was like... Yeah, the base coats. Yeah, the, uh, all the base coats and everything. And then you just have the... The detailing, the weapons, and everything. So yeah, yeah. and then you just have all the work. Yeah, that's right. But the base goes go quick for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. So I was able to to do that. So from uh, from zero to hero or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. And uh, the, like three D printing. That's the other thing. Like the three D printed bases and stuff, right? Yeah. Like that, you, you that get nice bases. Was super fast. Like it would have been hard to. Like in a month, we wouldn't be able to get resin bases from from the Dragon Forge or anyone, yeah. right? Like it, it just wouldn't happen. So having the three D printer to to be able to turn those out was was convenient. Yeah, uh, and they were and they are matching my uh, my guard army as well because it's the same base I've used for the guards. So yep. I could. So if you ever want to do uh, a mix, mix and match, match army, you yeah. could. Exactly. So I had, and now I have more events. I had uh, the solo event at the. Grand Clash last weekend, uh, two weeks ago, sorry, and then I have another one uh, coming up this weekend. But I I adjusted my list again, so that's more stuff to paint and more night to hang out with you guys and painting and everything. So. Yep. So that's well, you yep. know that, that's a pretty good transition. Why don't Why don't we talk about um, about the the Grand Clash event you went to? Yeah, it was. Um, that uh, was that was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. was it? Yeah, it was not previous weekend. The weekend after, uh, before that, was on the. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was For on some the. I'm sure it was last weekend. No, it was on the the 14th. So, time goes okay. fast. Fast fall. <laughs> well, yes, but we're only the 23rd. So I know when I said yeah. So it was last weekend. I, I don't count the day. Two days ago was the okay. Ah, okay. Okay, you went on a technicality, Steve. Carry on. I won't rub it in your face that I was right and you were wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, so it was uh, a big um, single event. And we were 46, if I recall correctly. It was uh, held at the Abyss and um, hosted by Bruno and the uh, Imperialist Gaming Club. And um, it was... It was uh, a while since I had a single event because uh, the one before was way out in 
December of last year, in the, like two weeks window, we had prior another lockdown before the holidays, <laughs> and the and that one I was playing my own army because the other one I had borrowed the the uh, Dumb's army, and I I was building from the custodians I had played at the team tournament, but I adapted to the meta and. So it was 2000 point uh, tournament and I've started off uh, my day. I played against uh, sisters. Yeah. Sisters player went really well. He made a couple of mistakes. I was able to capitalize on it and I scored pretty high. So, and Oh, the way the tournament was done though, uh, because usually most of the, the event, they go like first tiebreaker is battle score, battle point score, and after that it's I think it's strength of schedule, like most of the time. But the way Bruno did it is was uh, it's a, called path to victory. So th- that means that yeah, the strength of schedule I think was the second tiebreaker or third tiebreaker, and after that was battle point. So it was mostly like. You were always playing against people in your bracket, but you were playing against the same kind of win in your bracket. So if you lost your first game, it was way harder to submarine because since you lost your first game, your path to glory was less than if you lost on your third or fourth game. So, so that's why it was harder to to see the pairing uh, and how you would pair in each round, even just as looking at the placing, like you usually do in an event. Like most of the time you check and, oh, I'm fifth, so I'm going to play against this sixth person and because we're similar in battle point and everything, but it was not the case in that event. But in the end, it it, it makes sense because... um, well, I'm just going to jump to the, the finals anyway. I lost in finals. So since I lost in the finals and I was 4-1, and one, I finished third because I lost in the finals. But if it was by battle point, even though I lost the just my only loss was the final because I didn't score that high in battle point, I probably would have ended up like 10th or 10 or 9, something like that, with all the others 4-1 uh, players. Yeah, that's one of the weird things about tournaments, right? When you're scoring the the games, well, like it, it always feels unnatural. Like when when the person who goes to the finals ends up in tenth place. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, I understand why. Like, I understand the math behind it. Uh, it's just, it's bizarre. Well, it's more like in real sport. Like, uh, if you go like if there's a uh, tournament, you lo- lose the final. Usually, you'll end up second, like in the final standing. But yeah. for us, it, there were two five and zero oh because of the number of player, and we only played five rounds, so we would have needed a sixth round to only get one winner. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes sense. But in that way. Uh, it feel I, I'm not saying it just because I finished third because of that, but I I feel it makes more sense in that way because you 
just lost the finals and that's it. Like the rest of your journey was really good. So, um, so that's why, uh, so that's how I, I play. So the, so you know, all my games now that I'll talk about were wins. Uh, there's less excitement in that, but we'll see. Uh, second game. Well, yes, because I'm sure uh, people find your battle reports riveting. I know, huh? I'm full of myself. <laughs> the, um, the whole, whole joy of battle point reports, right? No, they're not terribly excited or exciting, I should say, uh, generally, but they're interesting, right? Because it's, it's sometimes, um, interesting to see what people's takeaways are from the games they play at win or lose yeah uh my second entertain us steve go yeah my second game was against uh frank who was playing uh gray knights and he had uh the classic gray knight light list of the moment so four uh grandmaster and i a couple of uh uh interceptors and, and things like that he was he had a pretty uh mobile army but he did make a huge mistake because at the beginning of the game, you have to decide like which type of, I, I forgot the name. It's the equivalent of the shields for the custodian, but like which, which kind of bonus you have, like either your army is always in like cover, you do mortal wounds on six and stuff like that. Or there's another one that right. gives you plus range and things like that. So at first he was thinking, oh, I'll take the plus range. And plus range and mortal wounds, but since I was playing in uh, Emperor's Chosen, I have to be careful not to say Emperor's Children. Uh, I had a four up uh, feel no pain against mortal wounds, so he said, "Oh, it's it's going to be a waste. Like you're you're going to save most of them, and I won't do much da- chipping damage, so I won't take that." I said, "Fine," but he kind of forgot that he didn't take that, so he placed all is Grey Knights further than 24 inches, like thinking he had 30 inch to uh, to shoot me, which he didn't have. So I I kind of saved a complete round of shooting. So that helped me a lot. And uh, that's that's a pretty huge mistake. Big mistake, yeah. Yeah. And and surprising because um I, I don't know this person, but presumably if he's playing this event, um I don't think he's noobish, right? Like he he's a an established player. Yeah, well, he, he usually play as plays Admech, and this was I think his okay. fifth or sixth game with the Grey Knights. All right, well that could explain it too, so. right? The uh, less less familiar with the army. Um, well, uh, and there's like there's the stress of the, the the event, the tournament. Like you won your first game, you still you know like you're pumped, you want to move on, you know like, and I've. We've played against each other a couple of times because I know the I know the guy and everything. Um, we we did practice game, but he didn't. He had his at mech. Usually, I was playing my guard, so like, and he I never won against him. Even when I was practicing for another uh, team event we did with dead guards, mostly he would win and everything. So like, he was feeling probably confident he would get me, and like with uh, the overthinking at the beginning of the game and that probably that's why it, it slipped his mind like oh crap i'm 24 inches and he realized it in the in his psychic face rank to cast a psychic fi- power that was 24 inches and he was out of range and he kind of had oh my shooting won't be in range 
So that, that was pretty bad on his part. Yeah, that 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 sounds like kind of a a crippling mistake. Yeah. So after that, uh, but it, it it was still a close game. Like I won, but by f- was a difference at the end by five or ten points, something like that. It was just, yeah, that's that's really close. It was a really close game, and we had a good game. And you know, yeah, we'll go ahead. I'm just gonna. Do you remember in fantasy when you used to have uh, when you were calculating your victory, you had like a, a margin of success. And if the margin wasn't big enough, you basically were considered tied. Well, um, in the WTC style team event that the, the one I I did a couple of times now, uh, that's how they do it. Like they take your, oh. you take your score, you transfer it to a twenty zero bracket, and it's by five point increment incrementation. So if you win or lose by uh, zero to five. points, point it's considered a tie that's good i i really like that type of thing and i, and I think that should be a more standardized um scoring system yeah and then it goes up like uh 11 9 and everything so you need to win by more than f- by 51 points or more to get a 20 zero win yeah because every points count in the team because uh it's the even though, like, some player will lose a, his game, the team can still win the round because you add all the points and you compare the points for each team at the end of yeah. the round. So, but I think I saw some event do it in singles as well. I'm not too sure, but it could be doable as well for that system, especially since if you're using something like uh, Bruno did for Path to Victory and everything. So, I think it could, could work. And so that was my second game. Third game was against a guy from Ottawa, uh, Jeremy Atkinson. He was playing a Ravenwing skewed list. It was a nice army, though. It was like all bikes, some speeders and things like that. And tons of melta so it was pretty intimidating for me because like i needed to rely on for ups to save the day and yeah, that's never a good feeling eh? yeah because like sure it's really good I, all my armies as a four up uh, involve save but four up are really swingy and in that game and you don't have a ton of models right yeah so I've, those meltas they kill a model uh, a piece like yeah or and you you lose you know, four or five models in a turn, that is that is just terrible for you, right? Yeah, well, actually, my squads are three models each, so <laughs> it's super easy to lose models, uh, even though they're three wounds. But the meltas just melt away, I guess. And but the four did prevail <laughs> in that round, and he, he overcommitted on the side, and I was able to capitalize on that and it was just really good game uh he he was a great uh opponent and i had so um i ended up my day with three and oh so i was pretty stoked about that because usually like i'm more mid ta- mid table guy in event like usually i go for uh 
500, like uh, same amount of win and loss. Uh, but at that event, I was aiming for three and two. So my goal was already <laughs> attained at that point. You, know, you achieved it. Yeah. yeah, I was happy. So uh, the pairing were up in the evening. So I knew I was facing uh, great nights again in the morning. And I knew the player I was facing is a really good <laughs> player. Like he, he's really a, good, uh, a great guy, great player. So I, I knew I was in for my money in the morning. And I was, I was able to again attain a, a grab one of the flank, a, get a, a lucky break with some shooting, kill a Dread Knight that was on my flank, and then I had to grind and grind and grind through Paladin because they have a spell that gives them plus one armor save. And with the new uh, armor of contempt from the latest data slate, and if you put them in cover, they effectively get like minus one armor save. <laughs> so that's pretty good for Terminators, right? Seems uh, fair and balanced. Exactly. So it was rough. Yeah, I... yeah go ahead. Oh, GW. No, I'm going to lament GW's yeah, for sure. lack of foresight. <laughs> go ahead. That's no, it. No, no, oh. that, that's it. That's, that's all I got it. was the OGW. <laughs> like, what well, are you thinking? But we we could do like a small aparte for the armor of contempt. I'm just gonna finish about my game, and then after yeah, I want yes. to come back to that. Um, so uh, I was able to to like limit a secondary and cap uh, capitalize on mine, and in the end, I was able to to pull a, a bigger win than I expected. Um, actually, until like turn three, it was looking pretty tight, and then there was a big swing on my part, and I was able like to just finish and crush him. And uh, by the end of turn five, he almost didn't have any models, and I almost capped my victory point. So it was another, it was a big win for me. And so uh, about armor of contempt, so. Even though, like you, you say, 40k is fair and balanced, but they're trying to make it even fairer and more balanced <laughs> than it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you have to give that that to them because no, no. they're more. They're, they're pr- trying stuff to to improve armies that are, are lagging behind. Like, I I have no problem with that, and they are. I have no problem with the the intent behind what they do. And they are trying um, right. to nerf like certain builds that are too strong, but like they, they... my my thing yeah. is that if you look at a lot of the the builds they try to nerf, it's in the book they just released that they didn't you know they didn't see coming, and that's what irks me. Like if you're gonna release something, test it before you release it, so you don't have to do a hot fix three weeks later to rebalance everything in the army because it's all borked, like. Uh, and this edition, it happened with almost with every codex. Like I don't think it's going to happen with knights. No, <laughs> no. Well, actually, I'm. I think knights are pretty balanced. But since, like, they just came out after two horrible book uh, in terms of balance and overpower, 
that are way too too above the the curve the curve to 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 stay polite and so i think like knights might go under the radar but i think they still have they still have a game against a certain army and with all the the things they gave them i i think they they can still they have a chance to perform uh you think i think so but that's mostly because people won't won't expect to see them right i think yeah exactly because it's it's not because they're super good it's because people will not have anything in their weirdly skewed armies to deal with them well, because people are more uh, trying to counter the big Eldar and big Tyranid list at the moment, so that's why yeah. knights like will go under the radar. Because yeah, they got released, but there's no broken combo uh, on the surface right now. Like there's nothing obvious coming out of the book that you can see. Like oh man, this is gonna win every game and then blah blah blah. There's not that in the knights book, so that's why I think like there. And there's not that many knights player, and I, it's a hard army to chase the meta with compared to like custodies because custodies like twenty five models and you have an army. So while well, knights you have less model and you have an army, but they're bigger model to carry around when you travel, and they're they take, yeah, yeah. They take longer and, to paint and everything. So so that's why it's it's not going to be a, a super competitive army. I don't think we're going to see. A, a mad rush for people to um, paint up knights. I, th- I think they might be a a fun fluff army or maybe a good support addition to some armies. Yeah, that's the special rules. That's uh, what I was thinking. Like, especially for Chaos Knight, they could come and patch some holes in like the Thousand Suns or in the the Dead Guard army. I think not that small couple of Arminger could bring us the the support that they could use since the like especially for dead guard since indirect was nerf and uh, they always had the uh, contempt or dreadnought but now with armor of contempt like they don't and there's no um they they don't suffer like any ap so like it's really harder to wound so i think like some Chaos Knights could complete could complete the, ar- the that army well, maybe. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, in the in the meta, I but, don't suspect. I mean, traditionally they've every you know every edition since seventh or sixth they've had a codex. Yeah, whenever they were launched, and they've so. never been particularly good. Um, there were sometimes some interesting skews or things caught people off guard. But we never really saw a lot of knights, I don't think. Though, I, actually, no, that's not true. I think in 8th, there was a period where the the knights were doing okay, like, competitively. Yeah, uh, maybe, like, and and there were some builds in ninth that people did, like, a spam of uh, the small knight, and it worked kind of well, depending on what... Armager like, spam? Yeah, depending on your matchup and everything, so... we. There might be something like that again. We don't know. But, uh, but like, at least that's what I was saying. Like, they're trying to adjust the broken combo. Like, they react every three months with the 
data slates and points change every two uh, six months. So at at least they're trying to yeah there's, change there's, stuff because there's an effort yeah because the previous edition like okay like there's a broken codex and you're kind of stuck with it until <laughs> the next edition. So. Yeah, and historically that's been a. A pretty big weakness of GWs, right? Like maintain, try and maintain gain and balance. Mm-hmm. It, it it's never been something they've been exceptionally good at. So uh, we've definitely seen um, a lot of effort on their part in this edition. I'm not saying they're great at maintaining game balance, um, but at least they're making an effort and they're trying to see how they can do it. So well, I'll give them kudos for that. And it's because also they're starting to run their own event again. So if uh, like like it happened at the Dipticon and one of their own tournament when Dipticon I think the top eight there was six Arlequin players so that like that doesn't look good for them when they're streaming and everything like people say well what's yeah, the point it's of a playing pretty pretty glaring problem with the the game balance right what's the point of playing another army like if all the top uh, competitive army is that same army. <laughs> and yeah. actually, I think the Adepticon final for the, the solo, the single event, it was the exact... Mirror match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the exact same army. I think the only difference was one model and one relic different. Right? And that's it. But it was the same, uh, the same, basically the same army. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, unfortunate, but the latest data slate they did with the, the new rule for all the marine base armor, which is called armor of contempt, and they reduced the AP of every weapon by one. Um, it means a lot of army that weren't really played, like Grey Knights weren't played much, and Thousand Sun weren't that played, and regular Marines weren't that played. Now we we see a, a lot more, and people are. Well, it certainly um, gives them life again, right? Yeah, exactly. They're now more durable than they were before, so you you, you have a fighting chance for longer. So it's it, it's pretty good. Uh, it's rough when you're facing that because you need all uh, more AP on your weapons, but it, at least there's a game. That's what I feel. And if we just go back to the end of my tournament uh, uh, journey, my last game was against another person from Ottawa, uh, François Lalonde, who was playing a mean Eldar list that hopefully gets uh, balanced out at some point because he had 293 shot in his army. That. Right, but that's that's going to be a harder thing to balance because there was nothing, at least my understanding, um, it, it wasn't like a particular model that was. Oh well, it uh, was the standing out, right? It was just a lot of lot of basic guys, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's because uh, he was doing a custom, uh, uh, well, craft world, craft world. Thanks. So basically, with all his uh, shuriken weapon. Every six to it is a six to equals to a six to wound, and means they have more AP. And then after that, he had another trait that he was ignoring cover. So doesn't matter much against my army, but against uh, other army, it, 
it yeah, influence yeah. a lot because I worst case I go to a four up, but others army like they don't. And so it was just kind of a, a dice off <laughs> most of the time because he was rolling tons of dice I and mean, I was trying to roll fours to survive all those dice. And also, like, uh, he had um, a swooping hawk who were really bad before and now they're amazing because they can shoot and then they fly back up to the sky, they teleport back on the table somewhere else, and then the dire avenger, they shoot with their catapult, and they they go, they move again, they hide, so, like, everything moves up, shoots you, and go back to hiding in cover. I mean, it's certainly a fluffy way for the Eldar to fight. Yeah. Right? So, kudos, kudos to that, like, you know, GW finally probably make them fight the way they should fight but yeah probably not much fun to fight against uh, in terms of an army I'm not saying anything about your opponent no the opponent uh, was awesome like he's a yeah. great guy and i would play against him anytime again but yeah we say the same thing about yom though doesn't uh... <laughs> see there there it is steve yeah, yeah. um took 50 minutes but it came in <laughs> yeah exactly well, sometimes you gotta wait for your moment um so yeah, yeah, it's, but... it's great that GW you know is making the army play fluffy, but yeah, you can't. You can't. Well, th- this build could be the the only way they're going to be able to tone it down is like they did for the admech with the like the the the, the first list that came out of the book was like horde armies with eighty or a hundred models like moving and shooting at you so and what they did is they they gone up in point twice i think since the release of the codex so probably like the all the those units that are problematic will go up in point a bit see how it affects because usually that's what they do like the arlequin the first fix they did was up all their um uh, we call them both but their transport because they were too too much under custard so they they rose the point of that, so probably that's what they're going to do. The first thing they try to do is just raise the point and see how it balances out. Yeah, that's another army I forgot I had uh, the uh, Admech. Oh right, yeah, that's all painted too. Uh, unplayable currently, but uh, it's good looking. Yeah, I feel bad because that army was purchased in um, in seventh edition. When the army was actually two different codexes, yeah, because you you had the Skitari Codex and the uh, Mechanicus Codex. Yeah, and I liked everything in the Mechanicus Codex, so I built my whole army around the little uh, around the servitors and stuff, the the cataphrons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're not really troops anymore. So my whole army doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a pill challenge in the ninth edition for sure <laughs> yeah I mean, and and i think they recently nerfed so i the only thing i had that counted for like obsec and troops and stuff was the 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 chicken walkers and stuff and i think those recently lost that so i think they if i'm not mistaken they got up in point and they lost their core keyword something like that so yeah, you cannot because make... people were just spamming them yeah exactly so you cannot make them obsec anymore so now I don't think I have anything that's obsec. <laughs> <laughs> You'll so, need some yeah. skit theory to 
make that army play. I don't well. want to play Skitari. I know. Those models. <laughs> I own the models. I've never assembled them because they're just. They're too. Uh, Robotic? Too many fiddly bits. Oh, too okay. many little bits and pieces. To, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do it. You can't make me. So, I'm not in the box, they stay. I'm not making you do anything, Paul. <laughs> That's not true. You made me record this podcast now. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, yeah, I finished third at that event. And the first two players, the two players that were 5 and 0 were two guys from Ontario. So, Will Paul playing Tyranid and Francois playing the, uh, the Eldar. So. We got crushed by the other province. Yeah. Well, Will Paul is a phenomenal player, right? He played fantasy. Yeah. He's just one of those guys you, you always hear of at events. Because he, he goes to, like, every event. I yeah, think. he goes to a lot of events. <laughs> he went to a lot of events back in the days of fantasy as well. So Yeah. And so, you know, lo- losing to someone like that is not a big deal because, you know, they... They play a lot. They they should be good. It's when you play to someone who's uh, or lo- lose to someone who's either bad but extremely lucky, or just flat out cheating. Mm. But hopefully that doesn't happen for cheating in the event. And since I I like playing competitive events, I'm going to another one, a crazy one next weekend. <laughs> That's crazy. yeah. It's because you're a nut job. They're doing, uh, they're calling it an Iron Man at the Red Dragon Games uh, in Ottawa. So it's five games in one day. Sounds... Yeah, I don't know where Red. Have you ever been to the Red Dragon game? I've never went there. So that's 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 not the no. We went to Out of the Box, right? I never went to Out of the Box. The only one I went in the Gatineau area was the uh, Frère de Bataille and uh, Gatineau for um, some Guild Balls event. But and it, I, hold I did... on. Didn't we go to... We went to Out of the Box for a Guild Ball event, didn't we? I won it. Oh, yeah. Out of the Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the burger place in front. Uh, in the strip mall yeah, yeah, yeah. across the road. Yeah. Yeah, well, we did a little day yeah. trip. But I don't think they have space to hold 40k events there. Oh, no, no. They're t- it's a tiny store. Yeah. It's a nice little store, but it's a tiny store. Um, but that, that's, you know... I, I can't remember how you drugged me to get me to go to that competitive event either, because... It was because of the burger. my jam. We didn't know the burger was there no, at first, though. I think it's because we decided to do it as like a friendly group thing. Yeah, and we even dragged uh, Danielle. Danielle. Yeah. yeah. So. so I think it was more because it was a road trip uh, and anything else. Yeah, and because everybody was on my way to Ottawa, so I was picking up everybody on the way That's there. That's true. <laughs> it was really more of because it was convenient for you guys. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully we'll get more uh, more events in Montreal. Hopefully we'll get some uh, one day or RTT as well, because like, five five uh, games over two days is fun. But sometimes a small uh, RTT is nice as well because you get the Sunday to do stuff. Well, how many how many rounds would an RTT be then? Three rounds. A three round forty k tournament. So how many how many players is that? Well, depending on much how you want to do it, but technically, if you want a clear winner, it would be what the eight player. So <laughs> okay, I, I was never good at calculating things like that. So 
I think so that's, that's it. A fair, that's a fairly small event then. Yeah. Well, or you could do like pods like they did for War Machine. Yes, that's true. So if you have 16 players, you ju- just divide them in pods and that way you yeah, can have a way. clear winner in each pod. There's way. And then you give the winner of each pod a knife and you throw them in a pit and you make them fight to the death. Yeah. See who the grand winner is overall. Uh, yeah. How are you just split the pool in the prize pool in the, each of the pool of player and you give them first pri- first place each and, and there's no blood spilled. It's less fun, but it's yeah, well, a more civ- civilized way. <laughs> fine. That way. <laughs> Just remember, Steve, in the far future, uh, there is only war. Yeah. Uh, the, in the grim future? In grim dark future, there's only war? Something like that? Well, I, don't, I don't remember anymore. I don't read and, fluff. I'm I getting just up there in the age, rules. Steve, you know, so I, I don't remember these things anymore. Yeah. And I don't read the fluff. I just read the rules and the point cost of stuff. See, I, I only read the fluff and I never get around <laughs> to the rules. So. So, By our powers combined... Uh, Captain Planet. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it for now. All I mean, right. So... I have more painting to do, so I'll paint more this week and we can chat later. Oh no, that sounds like you're going to make me do more of these. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, sure. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe I'll actually, you know, play some 40K or something and. We can discuss my journey into rediscovering a game I haven't really played a lot of since 5th well, edition. <laughs> I, well, and there's Balkan coming up, so there's another topic for uh, a show. Oh well, yeah, play some, uh, play some Arena Rex. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's a, it's a simple game, but it's going to be fun. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I like complex games, um, but sometimes you just want to hang out with friends and have the excuse of we were playing games. Yeah, and like you can talk like half an hour during the game and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, because the game is so quick, yeah. right? And you, and you can you, know, you can make a you know, a four or five game day if you really want or, you, or a three game day and have lots and lots of chit chat. <laughs> <laughs> because it's more All right. it's a more casual game. Yeah, exactly. Well, Depends on who you ask, but then certainly from a rules perspective, I would say it's more casual. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's less fun, just just more casual. All right, Steve. I'll let you go, because you're going to turn into a pumpkin soon. We have work tomorrow. Yeah. rather late. So uh, it was uh, a pleasure, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth, or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks. <laughs>